Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Weekly Inspiration. Um, you know, we're beginning the book of Shemot. Until now, we were in the book of Bereshit. The beginning, the Keter, the seed level, the light. That's the first book. Now we're getting into Shemot. Shemot is the second level. It's um level of Chochmah. And um, when we talk about Chochmah, also need to mention that Shemot also is in the time of the Galut, the exile begin. And what is what is exile? I mean, when we talk about exile, you know, so we need to understand that exile is not just that you are in a different physical place. Exile is when you come to conclusion that you are not as close as you want to be with the Creator. That's exile. When you get that understanding, then you feel in exile. It's a great blessing to feel that the exile that we are in, it's not a great blessing to stay there, but to have an awakening, an awakening our soul, that we are in exile and then looking for solution how to get out of it. And we know that many people pray when they pray, if they're already spiritual, they pray for the body to get better. Everybody pray, how can the body get better? How can the children get married? They will have more parnasa. Everybody asks for Mashem for something. After all, we become spiritual a lot of time because of an agenda. And that agenda, it's uh, not the way the Torah works. Not just according to Rabbi Ashtag, according to all Kabbalists, according to all Chachamim, sages, rabbis. They explain to us that the whole idea is to be closer to the Creator. The purpose is not how my life will get better because I'm teaching Torah or I'm studying Torah or I'm following the mitzvot or I'm nice to other people or I'm giving the tithing. It's becoming a famous mitzvah tithing because the Talmud writes Tithe so you'll be rich. Wash your hand because it removes the poorness clipper. The idea is it's not a problem to be rich. It's not a problem to be famous. It's not a problem to be whatever you want to be. But remember, it's it has to come from a place you want to be there so you can be closer to your maker. You'll be closer to the creator. That's really the, the ultimate goal. So every time that I'm becoming better, I can serve better my creator. And if I'm sick in that area, I got to ask for help. That's Galut. That's that's Shobabim. That's the beginning of Shemot. That's going down to Egypt. Understanding I'm in Egypt. Hashem. If you have an issue with jealousy, that's what you should pray for. Because that's disturbing you to serve the Creator in a better way. If you have issue with, with the certain lust that you cannot let go, Tachmod, cavity, uh, anger, um, all, all other issues, that you feel your soul is kind of being damaged by your action, by your thought, by your talk, by whatever. Ask for help. Of course, for the man, help us, Shabavim, is very important to the mikveh, for those of you who have snow around you. You know, mikveh, I mean, I'm, I'm 
I'm live right now in, in Manhattan. There's not a lot of mikvaot. So wherever you live, wherever you are, and for the women, of course, in, in the right time to do the mikveh, mikveh is a, it's something that gives birth to a new chance. Mikveh gives you a second chance. Every time you go into mikveh, you get a second chance. There's nothing more powerful. Baal Shem Tov writes about mikveh that the person can do more tikkunim by doing one mikveh than he tried to fix himself. That's what the Baal Shem Tov teaches. Mikveh is so powerful. Every time that you want to get into a mikveh or you want to get into it, understand this is the purification of your soul. It's not your body. Things they go into mikveh to, to wash the body. Shalom, God forbid. Take a shower before. So why are you going to do to, to, to pool of water? Because that water, I mean, perfect liquid will be rainwater. Like New York has rain, so it's easy. And well water. You mix them together, it's like Magen David. You're going in that water. So in this Shobavim, in this time, those of you who have mikveh around, you try at least every three days to do a mikveh. Get to do a mikveh. It's very powerful. Please, it's very powerful. So that's what Galut is. Before I'm going into the Zohar, which is a profound section. That's what Galut is. Galut, I'm in exile. The exile is that my soul cannot serve the Creator in the perfect way because I'm suffering from different issues. And I'm praying for that. I'm begging from the Creator to help me, to cure me from that problem that I have or to help me to overcome it. So I will be able to get closer to the Creator the way I'm supposed to be. That's what Galut is. Now we're going to Shmot, and I'm reading from Zohar Sulam. Now the Zohar Sulam, those of you who have it in English, uh, it's, it's a difficult section. Those of you who have the commentary of the Sulam on Shmot, it's a difficult, difficult one, and I will do the best I can to explain it. It says, It begins with the first verse. Those are the, the names of the, of the people of Israel. But then he changed the name from Israel to Yaakov. First he called them Israel, and then he called them ya Yaakov. How can that be? That's really the question of the Zohar in this pasuk. So, the Zohar, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the Zohar is going to a long section from Aleph to Vav. Not included, Aleph to A. One to five. And the Zohar is basically, as you can read it after, from one to five. It's going to levels by level by level, but it doesn't seem to be clear. So if you don't have the full understanding of Rav Ashlag or Talmud Sfirot, it's very difficult to understand and it's important for us to understand it because we want to know what Galut is and we want to know why the Pasuk starts with the name Israel and then end up with Yaakov. But those of you who don't know, Israel and Yaakov is the two names that Jacob got. Jacob at birth get the name Jacob and Later on, you get the name Israel from God after also the angel agreed to it before. So he has two names. And when the Bnei Israel, when the children of Israel are, are arriving to Egypt, they only call it the children of Israel because that was the last name he was named after. How he was named Israel. So why they mentioning Et Yaakov Ishibeto Bau? Why, why, why mention the word Yaakov? There, if it's already Israel. That's the question of the Zohar. And of course, the explanation of the Zohar is long. And I'm going to do the best I can uh, uh, to make it short. 
the upper light is called Israel. The upper light called Israel. Okay? That's why it's called Li Rosh. If you take the letter and rearrange them, Li Rosh. Rosh means head. Yaakov, it is in the bottom. So we say, El Shemot Bene Israel, those are the name of Israel, is talking about the upper part. Those of you who know that there is a light and vessel, so the upper will be the light. The lower will be the vessel. So we say, if it's the lower, it's a Nahi. That part is Galut. Nahi meaning the vessel. The vessel is in Galut. What, what is what is the message here? The light of the Creator, because of the Tzimtzum, Tzimtzum means contraction, because of that inability for the light to enter to the curtain that was created above the desire, above the vessel, for the sake that we can create our own light. Those of you who are not familiar, please go to my other lecture. That light that's supposed to shine to us cannot shine to us because we are in Malchut, we are in the vessel, we are in the body. So the Galut, the exile, the going down to Egypt is to fix my desire. So in the time of Shobavim, I'm working on my Retzonot. I'm working on Yaakov. That's why it's the beginning of Israel, meaning Israel, that's where the light will be, the upper. Yaakov, second. Yaakov is where we need to do the Tikkun. On what? On the Retzonot. So this, this week, start to check your Retzonot. If they balance or not balance. Okay? Now let's go to another section. And I'm going to read from Divrei Chaim. I read it with my wife on uh, Shabbat. And Divrei Chaim asked the same thing. Same thing. Yaakov ve Israel. And he say like this. הדקדוק מבואר, שבתחילה קרא להם בני ישראל, אחר כך את יעקב. It's clear that he called them first Israel, then Yaakov. אבל אלה ממר, אלה שמות בני ישראל, הבאים עמו. He should say, those are the names of the Israelites that came with him, which will mean everything. And the Zohar HaKadosh, he said the Zohar HaKadosh, what we just read, שמות, עולם נראה לי ידעו לברש, הנה ידעו שהגלות מצרים לתקן מה שקלקלו. We all know that we went to Egypt to fix what we did wrong. From the time of Adam till then. And for that reason, say to us, when we study the Torah in this time, it's exactly in the Shavavim because we are giving the chance again to fix the area of the Retzonot, the area of those desires. Now here, Diverecha, I'm going to something a little bit deeper, and I will do the best I can to go simple. So this lecture, this time, I'm sorry for some beginner. It's a little bit profound, but sometimes we got to do it. You know, sometimes we got to do that. Everything has roots in the upper world. 
It's written in the holy book. When you say holy book, you talk about Etz HaChaim. Etz HaChaim is when we teach Talmud Eser Sfirot or Tikkuni Zohar. It's written that God was created the universe and destroyed them. It's hard to understand Kushia. Is that mean that God changed his mind? He know everything. If God know everything, why do you need to create and then destroy? Those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it's called about Shvirat HaKilim. Tell us Divrei Chaim, and this is a huge revelation, those of you who study deep Kabbalah, huge revelation. Divrei Chaim said, This is the roots of how people behave. When they do Avera, when they do something bad, they, they get destroyed. Whoever has committed a crime, Ucharev is destroyed. Like it says in Masechet Brachot, Yud Chet Amud Bet, Reshaim Bechaim Kruimetim. Wicked people are considered dead. That's why Rabbi Brandon San, Rabbi Avram, said, Tchiyat Ametim, immortality or resurrection of the dead, meaning that you take one person who behave bad and you make them behave good. That's Tchiyat Ametim. But God created Shuva so they can fix themselves. So why, what is Divrei Chaim is telling us? Divrei Chaim is telling us that God created Shuva. This is the two types of creation. First creation, it's called God created the universe in the judgment attribute. God saw that nobody can exist in, its, in the condition like that. He created the world in the attribute of mercy. The question being asked, if God know everything, then he know that would not do it. So why even starting creating the first world to begin with? That's really the question. If there is any contribution to the first world. So tell us, I'm not answering the answer for that. Olamot, or maybe I should. And the answer first, yes, it's for the sake of evolution. Because after that system broke, it was creating a chance for us to build. So the Verechaim related into our life. Our this deep explanation of Kabbalah is in our life. So when a person commits a crime, person commits a crime, he destroys everything. But for that reason, God created another world in the mercy world. And the mercy way, you can go ahead and fix everything. Through tshuva, through repentance, through change. We know that the way to fix everything that we go wrong, what we call Atzilut, we call it this Yaakov. Because what is Yaakov from the word Bokeya? Bokeya is making holes. It's like the letter A. He said, you take the letter A, there is a hole there. It's the only letter in Hebrew that the, let, the, the ink is separated. is to give a chance for people who want to change to go up. It's like a hole that from there, the tikkun, from there you, you know what to fix. And when you do that, you will be ahead. You'll be ahead of your action. You will control yourself. You'll be strong. Then you will be Israel. Lirosh. 
זה גם ידוע, דקודם התיקון היה בדרך אדם שאינו רוצה להשפיע, וכאשר אנו רואים בבני אדם, אתם מתוקנים, וכל אחרי זה דאבדיל גם אם אהבתי. Before you fix yourself, how do you know you're not fixed? You don't want להשפיע, you don't want to give, you cheap. You think about yourself only. And even when you do good, you do what the תיקוני זוהר said. What תיקוני זוהר? דקול חסד דאבדין לגרמו אבדין. The good that you already do, you do for yourself. That's how you used to be before the תיקון. ואינם רוצים להשפיע לזולתו. They don't want to help. אבל דרך התיקון הוא להתחבר יחד לגמור חסד העמדה. זה תיקון. It's to do good for one another. וידוע שזה מכונה מבחינת בית. ומבחינת עת. שאלף מתגבר ומתחבר עם הטף. מראשית כל ההדוונה תכליתן. So, so when it say את, אוקיי? את, אלה שמות בני ישראל, את, it used to be the את, meaning the totality, the totality of everything, every type of person. וזה מה שאומרים שכתוב שישראל באו לתקן בירתן מצרים פה כן למעלה, ושמות מצרים שמותם שהוא עיקר הנשמות, ותראו מבחינת ראש, באו למצר, כמו שמצרים מרמז למצר ים. So when it say that they came where they came to, they came they were in the head, but they came to a place of מצר. To fix yourself, you have to go down. You have to fall. Things don't going to work right. But you cannot make another human life miserable. If your husband or your wife are taking away your spirituality, then maybe you can get out of there. But you cannot make their life back miserable. Or if you have, your wife didn't feed the baby right. Or didn't hold the baby right. Or don't look at you right. You don't have the right to raise your voice. We're all in Galut here. We're all in exile. Your anger, her insecurity, your fear, her misunderstanding. Everything is in exile. <clears throat> when Divrei Chaim is telling us something so important, the creation of the world was first Din, then Rachamim. Meaning when you do the wrong thing, it broke. But there is a way back. There is a way back. I know some people who cannot even say the word I'm sorry to another human being. I'm sorry, practice. Mean it. Do tshuva. I'm sorry. When you speak to the creator, when you do hana, chatanu, pashanu, what do you say? I'm sorry. The creator didn't do a good job. You go to your friend, I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I didn't call you. Mean it. With that, the A of Tshuva open up and take you all the way. Israel. You don't have to be Yaakov, Mitzrayim, in the lower part. And so he mentioned Israel and Yaakov said, Nivrechaim, one of the greatest secrets. Greatest. Now I'm taking you to Noam Elimelech. Also, asking about Yaakov Israel. Noam Elimelech take it to a different level. 
say like this. What is the difference between Israel and Yaakov? There is tzaddik, there is one type of righteous who he doesn't know where of even the world. Why? He's busy making himself tzaddik. So he can elevate the soul wherever it belongs. To the place where it came from. He's busy with the problem of the world. And already thing is, how can I do good to them? So now we learn the two types. So, what is it? It says, Tzadikim alalo, Sheinam bashikrim alalo alotam lashorish, there is a righteous, that only care about uh, going to the top, and becoming more pure, Shemisham ba'u laim nishmatam shemotam b'nei Yisrael, em mechunim b'shem Yisrael. That's what we call Yisrael. We call that Yisrael. So now you know Yisrael, is the tzaddik that looking to become better. But to come down to Egypt, what, what is Ba'im Mitzrayim? To come to Egypt, meaning the righteous that coming from Metzar, the word Mitzrayim comes from the word Metzar, worry. The, the, Metzar meaning I have pain for you, I feel your pain, I feel your worry. Tamid al-Klalut Israel to care about everybody. That's what you call Yaakov. Why Yaakov? Because they are lower. Perushem gamkin bebadrakat Yaakov. They are going lower. Ish ubeto ba'o. Ish ubeto. A man and his house, meaning they gather with everybody. Ba'posh kolish b'Yisrael beto da'inu b'nei beto. Ba'u kolab kechad shavim le'tovah le'fanav la'shgiach le'em. Everybody is equal for that tzaddik. Because he's one of them. He's not busy with the creator how great he will be. But he's down with the people. Because he won't make sure everybody's making it. Thinking about everyone and praying for everyone. Hashem will give them blessing and mercy. And life and everything like that. My friend, I hope in my short lecture here, I explained some stuff about Galut in this week, Parasha. Think about your soul this time. Think about your soul. Beg the Creator, you can get anything you want when you ask for your soul. Anything. If you are too angry, your husband, ask for the Creator to help you with your soul, with your behavior. If you're too jealous, ask for the Creator to help you with that. You're too upset, you are not happy with your life, you don't have satisfaction. Ask for the Creator to help you remove that. If you feel you want to be more excited about spirituality, more in love, you will start loving people instead of judging them. Ask for the Creator to cure that part. That's what this exile time is about. Thank you and have a wonderful week. Hi everybody, welcome again to Weekly Inspiration. This is part two of the lecture I gave before. 
I had the feeling we need to add uh, more part in the Parashat Shemot, especially in the time of Exodus, the time of Galut, um, time of the Shobavim, of course. I mean, it's quite important to add uh, that part that I'm about to add to you. So we need to mention um, the concept of Moses. Moses is born in this week, Parasha, and he's the solution. He's basically the solution for us um, to lead us to connect and to have more emunah, to have more faith, to have more certainty in the Creator, in the light of the Creator. That's what Moses is all, is all about. That's why the section in the Zohar of this week portion deal a lot with the Messiah, because the Messiah will lead us to a better life, to connect to the Creator. The ultimate goal is to connect to the Creator. That's the ultimate goal. So when you connect to a teacher, or if you're lucky to have a teacher who is in a higher level, then of course, that taking you to a higher being, to more connection to the Creator. Your, your connection to the Creator, that's really what it's all about. So we read about Moses. I mean, I don't need to repeat the story. I think most of you know the story. I was born and he was uh, adopted by Batya, the daughter of Pharaoh, and that's why he ended up in the time of uh, uh, growing up like a king, like a prince. So, you know, sometimes a person has to grow rich, has to grow famous, has to grow with a lot of uh, physicality for the sake of being able to have merciful mercy enough for to be merciful enough toward other people who don't have because the creator wanted the leader will enjoy all luxury of life because if, if the leader enjoyed all luxury of his life and not fall into the idea that just for me which is his galut his exile then that rich or leader that experience all the luxury of life can actually give a feeling of somebody from the street that never wear a rolex to wear a rolex even it's a, it's physicality, even it's a, a materialistic, but the feeling that he gets from it, that he can afford the Rolex, and the feeling that he gets from it, that he can wear the Rolex, that feeling is not a physicality. It's not materialistic. It's a feeling of pride. So when the rich person going through that and is capable to go ahead and do it for another human being, that experience, that changes everything. That's really, Moses is going through, going to, a palace is, is going to the house of Pharaoh, is going to become a king. And through being a king, is now able to influence us with all the luxurious things. And also when he worship God, he worship God in the best thing that he know because he know more. It's just the, the person who's a servant is a slave. I mean, can offer you a piece of bread because that's all what they know. But when you are in a palace, you know that actually you can see it and uh, you can have a private uh, sushi chef or, I don't know, French chef. You understand those concepts. You know that there is something called private jet in our days. So can you imagine that, that that comfort, that experience through the physical body, through the five senses that give a feeling which is more mentally or even spiritually, because mentally is what makes your brain feel calm and, and you're more relaxed. But there is also spiritually when you feel blessed. You feel blessed that you can go on a private jet. You feel blessed you can afford to wear a jewelry. You feel blessed that you can walk because you're going to a good doctor. That's Moses being in a palace of Pharaoh, uh, you know, to become as a king. That's a good start. But there is a section I want to share with you, and then we're going to go to the snare right away. So it's a Moses is born 
And we know he was born six months, opinion seven months. You know, I saw it in two places, in Midrash say six, in the place of Hasidut say seven, in another book I saw seven. So I don't want to say my opinion, six or seven months. Uh, um, that's the claim about how many months uh, she she was, Yochebet was pregnant with him. And the idea, of course, in those days was a decree to throw all boys into the Nile. I mean, it's not just coincidence, just a boy. Or you assume that that because, you know, they need the seed of the Israelite to continue from the boys. It's not exactly the reason. That's maybe the physical reason that you imagine. The reason is that because there is actually men has been need to be reincarnated. The men that were wasting the sperm in the time of the Babul, in the time of the flood. And for that reason, those exact men was reincarnated to those baby. That basically it's the tikkun to remind them it's, this is how it feels to waste sperm you're almost like kidding, killing your own child that's why that that specific mitzvah is one of the um, worst thing that a man actually uh, can abuse and for that reason during the time of the shavavim in this time what's called galut we're talking also about the galut of a negative act that we did and because of that some of the spark went to the dark side they are in galut now our own spark our own holiness is being hold um as an ostage in 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 a in a different place called the clipot and our job is to bring that spark out of egypt out of the clipot so it's very important to understand how it's that's why i want to do this video as well how the correlation between the time of shobavim to the time of the exile in mitzrayim and to the time of giving birth of moses and understand that moses basically live within every one of us and our job is to reveal that Moses because Moses is living potential within us but it's not actual we need to reveal that every day every time you do an act of goodness and an act of kindness then you can tap into that level of Moses because Moses learn all the luxurious things in life think about all the great things you experience every life I mean the flavor of thing or the trip to a vacation to the place that you say it's the best that you make sure that another human being in your life will experience in that a human being who cannot afford it then you make sure that will happen if you didn't then why you expect Moses to get into your soul try to give what you experience if you experience a certain halarol, which is good go buy it to somebody let them experience that that's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why he could, he could be the leader. I mean, the, the Midrash said that he became the leader because he was taking care of the sheep and the goat. And uh, and the, the shepherd, I don't know if you know that, you know, when the, the, the sheep giving birth, he has to carry the baby and taking care of it, the, the body will feel good. It's almost like taking care of, of the whole thing. That's what the Zohar write. And the Zohar explained that the leader uh, can be known by how he lead everything. It's not just by how you lead, uh, uh, I don't know, yourself. This is how you lead your family, how you lead your friends, how you lead people. How do you lead people? And lead, it doesn't mean control them. Lead is meaning that the people around you getting into better places. That's a leader. The results speak for themselves. The people around that person just becoming better. Better. They think better. They talk better. They act better. That's Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabotai. That's our leader. That's the leader of spirituality. That's the sphere of Netzach, meaning eternity. That's why in every generation there is Moshe Rabbeinu. Every generation. We just have to find it. You have to find it. Lower yourself and find it.
You can find it when you are thinking you know. So there is, as I promised, there is two sections that I, I want to share with you. Is Moses basically eliminate human being? I mean, I want to say kill. Uh, he killed an Egyptian. And right after that, second day, he say, he see two Ivrim, two Hebrew slaves. doesn't say Jewish, it's a Hebrew slave. Nitzim, meaning they're fighting. And he go to one of them. Remember, he's like the king of Egypt now, Moses. So he's go to uh, two of them and say, why, why, why are you killing each other? What's the story with you? You're the same tribe. So one of them said, do you want to kill me like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? And Moses said, now I know that it's been known. You assume that the subject being, now it's known, what's known? The idea that I killed somebody yesterday. Rabbi Udatsvi Brandwein, into his letter to uh, the Rav, okay? He writes that doesn't mean that. The, the thing has been known, meaning that now it's known why the Israelite, the Hebrew slave, are actually slaves in Egypt, because they cannot get along with one another. My friend, I think it's a good time to bring to consideration the mitzvah of love the neighbors thyself in the time of Shobavim. We have to start, if we don't love people, but respect a little bit. And we have to be quiet when we get criticized. And we have to speak, if something bothers us, we have to speak it clean, not with agenda and drama. To say, I'm in pain, something bothers me, I need your help. Humble yourself when you speak. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is revealed to us something in the name of Rav Brandwein. Now I know why they are in exile. Because they can't get along. If we remove that, when we find how to get along, we cancel our opinion a little bit. Let go of our opinion. Somebody insult us, yeah, it's feel uncomfortable. Why they insult you? Maybe they didn't. Maybe you feel insulted by them, but they're actually speaking about their pain. Do you listen to them? Be like Moshe Rabbeinu. Then you remove the whole idea that blocking us in this Galut, this exile of Egypt, in this terrible time of Galut that we sometimes don't even feel we are in Galut, and bring us back together. When I say back together, the togetherness, the klal, there is prat ve klal. Klal, as I heard it earlier from Rabbi Bechel Maor, Klal is when everything, every aspect of something is in one flavor, is in one thing. That's Klal. Kolel. It's included. Klal means included. Prat means individual, is when there is one unique aspect there. So you can say spicy, or sweet, or bitter, or you can say smart, or tall, or fast. There's one specific thing. So Mo Moses, Moshe Rabbeinu, was able to get to the Klal Israel, to be able to, to he wants us to be one together. Why? Because each and every one of us build differently. But the beauty is when we live in Kedusha, we live in holiness, then what happened, it's become one thing. It's one entity with many flavor, with many things. The reason Bnei Israel, the Israelites are in Galut, 
Why is the Israelite in Galut, in exile? Because wherever you have uh, 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 spiritual Israelite going to a country, wherever you have that, they adapt some of the things that happen in that country. Israel is the land that has everything in it. That's why there is four weathers in Israel at the same time. You have snow in the mountain in the north, and in the south, uh, people sit on the beach. And it's a very small country. It doesn't make any sense. Really small. Really small. So you have everything there. And within the Israelites, there is every aspect of where they went to exile. They pick up something from there and they brought it for the Tikkun to make it klal, from the Prat to make it klal. It's a tremendous. Moshe Rabbeinu want to make that galut over, want to make that out of Egypt the end, the Torah and everything. And we could, we could have done that. But uh, we, we, we went to the Prat, everybody become Prat, everybody become private. Prat means private, I have my specialty, I'm tall, I'm special, I'm rich, I'm special, I'm smart. When we don't work together, and Kedusha, there is no holiness. There is Prat, there is Gava, it's a problem. And that's Galut, that's exile. The same thing with the Shovavim. What is Shovavim? Pratim, different Pratim, Nitzotzot, different spark are away from us. We have to bring it to the Klal. This is the Tikkun of the Shovavim. I hope you hear me. Now I'm jumping to the Sne. And I'm reading from the Zohar about the Sne. So it says, when he came to the Sne, el elokim choreva. First it was the him alone. He didn't bring his sheep or goat or anything. And he felt drawn to the mountain, saying there's all like somebody been drawn to a magnet. That was Moshe and Arsinai. When they saw each other, it was like best friend. They were ready to meet each other from the time of creation. The mountain was excited to see Moses. And when he saw Moses, the mountain was moving like earthquake. But when Moses get into the mountain, the mountain all its up not to get too excited that Moses is coming. Moses knew that it was the mountain of God. How do we know? Because it's written, He came to the mountain of God. What did he saw there that he knew it's the mountain of God? He saw birds flying around the mountain, but they cannot land on that mountain. And then when they flew, they fall into his feet, all the birds. So he knew that there is something going on there. That time was Mincha, which is, was the time of judgment. And he showed them that the bush is burning, the burning bush, the famous story. And what is he trying to tell them? Say it was the Zohar. What does he try to tell them? He tell them it will be a lot of mistake that your people, the people you lead, will do. And it will be a lot of Midat Adin, a lot of judgment attribute like the fire. And for me, we learn that God announced to Moses in that moment of the stand the merciful, the mercy and the merciful side of the Creator. How merciful the Creator is. 
ואסנה איננו אוכל, אין בהם כליאה. God said I will not finish the wicked people. There always will be a chance. But please you as a leader, make them not suffer for that chance. That's a leader you need to do, a spiritual leader. Make sure we get the people closer to the Creator, and on top of it, make sure that the journey will be much easier than it is right now. Say, why God choose fire and bush? Say this all. Why, why that's the start? Uh, no other person in the Torah God revealed in the fire. אמר רבי יהודה, רבי יהודה say, אין משה קשר נביאים, מוזס נוט לקה דה פרופיט. ששנינו, מי שקרב לאש נשרף בו, every person who get close to fire, get burned. Again, I'm translating in the Zohar in an easy way, but really what is fire? Fire can be גבורה, I mean it's מידת הדין, you know, the left column. And the left column, usually most people don't worship God to the left column. People worship God to the right column. You know, you come to God, right column meaning love, chesed, kindness. That's how you talk to God. But can you work, worship Hashem, worship God to the pain you're going through in your life right now and be appreciative of that pain? I mean, we're not on that level. That's what he said, Moshe, from the fire. מדוע נאמר כי מן המים משיתו, כמי שבח במים, אינו ירא מאש. יוצא רבי אבא עשה, well, his name is מוישה. And מוישה was named by the woman named Batya, Pharaoh's daughter, because the name of his mother gave him was Tuvia. And so she called him מוישה. And מוישה is מן המים משיתו. I pull him out from the water, so that's why she called him מוישה. So say רבי אבא, if I pull him from the water, then he has a water base in him. Then he shouldn't be afraid of fire. Because Rav Yudah earlier said, wherever uh, uh, a person being chopped out from the upper world, uh, nobody can be repeating that place again because it was chopped out. Moses, Rav Yochanan, was in 10 level. <coughs> he was fixing himself. So Moses continued the Zohar and say, Zohar in Kafbet, uh, while Moshe saw the burning bush, he was worried. I'm worried that the Israelite, my brother and my sister, will not make it to this slavery. He looked at his brother and sister pain. וירא אליו מהלך השם בליבת אש. וירא והנה הסנה בוער באש. לא משובדים בעבודה קשה, אבל הסנה לא נאכל. דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-דה-ד
Meaning now you see them working, now you see they will be in pain. But eventually, there will be no problem. The question is why this secret has been revealed to Moses. Say the Zohar, Vayar besivlotam. That's it. Vayar besivlotam. Do you know what Vayar besivlotam? He look into their pain. He look. He's searching. Where is my brother and sister as pain? He's looking for it. He's not in his office. Somebody come, hey, we have pain. We need some money. No. He's looking where he can give. He and she is looking where can I add for the other person. That's what we're doing in Galut. We help each other. That's what we do with the Shobavim. We bring the pieces together. Hashem, I hope that the pieces that I had today make a difference. It was very important for me to add that part. And I hope it, it's important for you as well. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.